Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the digital resource curator for Faith to Go. And I'm Charlotte Pressler, and I'm the youth missioner for the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego. And I'm Maya Little Sonia, and I'm the family minister at St. Paul's Cathedral, also in San Diego. Mm. And we are here. (laughs) That's me. So exciting. (laughs) Maya is here because we love having Maya on the um, podcast, but also because we wanted to assemble in Avengers <laughs> slash Power Rangers style slash podcast uh-huh. hosts as many for Jesus of mm-hmm. the Faith to Go podcast hosts as we could. Shout out to Jackie who's not here with us, but Jackie left left some messages because today we are recording our two hundred and fiftieth episode of Faith to Go of Faith to Go. That's a lot of takeout containers. Five <laughs> long years ago, Maya and I sat in my office at St. Paul's Cathedral wow, yeah. and recorded the first Faith to Go podcast, mm-hmm. which was the first of a seven-part series for the youth group mm-hmm. at oh, St. Wow. Paul's. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, um, not based on the on the lectionary cycle at all. It was based no. on like themes. But I think we were talking into like a headset microphone that I had that you bent upwards yeah you know it was like mm-hmm. something you'd get at a computer lab you know That's and then right. you just jacked it up took a these are the memories yeah. these yeah. are the memories so we're gonna get into the memories because <laughs> about a month or, or so ago i got in touch with every single guest we've ever had on the podcast and uh asked them to send us uh to call the voicemail line and leave us a voicemail or send us a text message though no one sent a text it's all voicemails of either a god sighting or a point from the gospel for this coming week for proper 15 for this upcoming week of uh, August 14th or to send just like a general reflection or thoughts or, you know, gratitudes or whatever for faith to go. Um, so we've got all those lined up and ready to listen to. So we're kind of just going to be the MCs. Mm-hmm. We're just hosting today and everybody else. We have all these guests on the podcast. Um, so. That's what we're going to do. That's that's what's going to happen. But we're still going to have our regular structure. We're going to listen to all the God sightings first. Then we'll read the gospel. Maya's going to read the gospel. Throwback. Yeah. And then I'll give some context appropriately length. Mm -hmm. And then we'll listen to the points that everybody sent in and maybe discuss them. And then we'll just listen to some of the nice things people said about Faith to Go, which was so great. Mm -hmm. And so just so happy to have done Faith to Go for so long. Yeah. What a fun thing. I know. What a fun. Yeah. So anyway, let's just get into it, and then maybe by the end we'll have some things we want to share about faith to go to. Okay. So mm-hmm. we can we'll we'll be the we'll be the final final words on the pod as the as the hosts of the show mm-hmm. just for fun. So let's start with some God sightings. All right. So I think we should start with Jackie. <clears throat> Jackie sent in voicemails for all three of the things. So we've got a lot of Jackie, as did Hannah Wilder in true Hannah Wilder fashion. That's what happens when you're an all star. That's right. Mm -hmm. So um, Jackie was our, in like the most recent like iteration, this current iteration of the podcast was the third host of the show Mm -hmm. every week with Maya and I. And, and at the time Jackie was in Japan. She was in Japan because her husband's in the air force. Since then she's become an air force chaplain herself. So she's also, uh, a military chaplain and so she has been stationed in germany and like she's been all over the world so i don't even know where jackie is in the world where in the right world now is where in the I world is jackie i was literally gonna ask that like what she what she's up to what i have no cat? idea maybe she'll so this is jackie's god sighting for this week 
Hey guys, it is Jackie Pippin calling in to mark this huge 250th episode. So a moment that I saw God in this last week. Um, in the military, we have military working dogs. So they're the dogs that you imagine that are sniffing cars, sniffing luggage in airports. And these military working dogs work every day. And they're they're really incredible, just how trained they are, how disciplined they are. But so we have a dog on our base who is about to retire. And retirement is such an exciting time in these dogs' lives because they finally get their day off. They call it couch time. And they're going to be spoiled and have all the toys and get to live out the rest of their lives watching TV on the couch. And so it's really something to be celebrated after their hard work. And we have a dog that's about to be retired. And this week, I got to see the handlers, you know, these people that train the dogs, that work with them, that do all these incredible things with them, just loving on this dog. You know, he um, we were in a meeting, and he was tired of the meeting, a little bored, and so he was laying down, and, you know, the handlers sneaking different scratches on his belly, making sure that he was cozy, sneaking him some water. And, you know, that that love and care for this animal, this animal that they work in tandem with, um, was was just such a special thing to witness. And I, I had a great time watching it. I tried to sneak in a few pets myself, but just that love of creation, I thought, was such a special part of that day. That's really beautiful. That is. Oh. Okay, so now we have uh, Hannah Wilder, our Faith to Go All-Star, leaving us a God sighting for this week. Uh, Hannah, we'll hear from Hannah a lot, as from Jackie. So here's Hannah's uh, God sighting for this week. Hi, Faith to Go. It's Hannah Wilder. And I just wanted to share a time I saw God in the past week was spending time with my cousin Trevor, who has autism, intellectual disabilities, and medical issues. And he is so vibrant and smart and funny and driven and he runs his own business and he makes soap and he is just living life to the fullest and i spent a couple days with him and just saw god in him well and so so important to note in this is that i think that for sure david and i possibly maya all have experienced the trev's trades soap Mm -hmm. it is some high quality soap um, and beautifully made, and I think that, you know, I see God in watching the way so many people benefit from his work and and experiencing what it's like for him in the beauty of the soap that's given to us. Yeah, I get a lot of treads trades from Hannah. It's always amazing. Cool colors and shapes, and, like, there was a special one for Pride, and, like, it's really amazing. So shout out to Trev's Trades. Go check them out. Maybe we could put a link in the description for the episode. Okay. Now we have one more guy's hiding, and this is from a more recent guest on the podcast, Mary Lockie. We're so thankful for Mary, and she shared a uh, God sighting from her context in North Carolina. Hi, Charlotte and David. It's Mary Lockie calling from Western North Carolina. Congratulations on your 250th episode of Faith to Go. That's a wonderful milestone. I would like to share that I saw and felt God recently at our first ever diocesan LGBTQ Family Day picnic. It was a wonderful gathering on a cloudy and rainy day. An optional Eucharist was offered, and the celebrant was a a priest who is transgendered. 
The final blessing included the words of St. Clair. Live without fear. Your Creator has made you holy, has always protected you, and loves you as a mother. As I oh, sorry. looked at the priest draped in the green stole of ordinary time, with his hand raised in our blessing, I shed more than one tear. Mm-hmm. It was so powerful. God was in that place with us. And all I could say was, Amen. Thanks, guys. Wow. So nice. I love, I love Mary. I know. And now I'm a little teary. Oh, so, yeah. nice. so we've had the military dog retiring. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Trev's trades mm-hmm. and Hannah. And then the uh, the picnic in North Carolina with the Eucharist. So. And I love that those God sightings, it's such an important reminder. Like we always say like God's everywhere and you just have to be paying mm-hmm. attention. But they all came from such different contexts mm-hmm. and such in places like worldwide God sightings. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to transition to our gospel discussion for this upcoming Sunday, August 14th, proper 15 in year C. Maya is going to read the gospel and then I will give a little bit of context and then we'll hear the points from our special guests that left voicemail. So this week's gospel is Luke chapter 12, verses 49 to 56. Jesus said, I came to bring fire to the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. I have a baptism with which to be baptized and what stress I am under until it is completed. Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five and one household will be divided, three against two, and two against three. They will be divided. Father against son, and son against father. Mother against daughter, and daughter against mother. Mother Mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, When you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say, It is going to rain. And so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be a scorching heat. And it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky. Well, why do you not know how to interpret the present time? Okay, Uh, there we are. Thanks, Maya. We have the, this is the end of, um, almost the end of chapter 12. Last week we were in verses 32 to 40 and so you can see we've skipped nine verses so jesus has an interaction with the disciples who kind of have a follow-up question about the um you know being ready and dressed for action having your lamps lit a whole thing so then jesus comes at them with this whole thing about the fire and interpreting the times and then uh he he says one more like three more verses and then it's on to chapter 13 so um and so we have Five points. Wow. Five points, you guys. We're going to have a lot of good content here. Okay, so five points. Uh, Number one, we should start with Jackie Pippen. Uh, Jackie called in with a point from the gospel. Hi, it is Jackie Pippen, and I'm here to offer my reflection for the reading this week. When I first got the email about the reading and contributing to this 250th episode, um, you know, it was at a height of a very tumultuous political time just a few weeks ago in our in, in our country. And part of me wanted to really read that into this Bible verse. And I think giving time to think about it has 
transformed how I'm reading this gospel. And I think that's important to note, you know, that is the power of the lectionary and reading the Bible and continuing to read the Bible um, is that in different phases, in different seasons, in different emotions, you know, it, it can be different for all of us. But, you know, what I really find here, he also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say it is going to rain. And so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be scorching heat, and it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? I think this is really a call to us in how do we be, how do we live, how do we exist fully present in our surroundings? You know, all too often we're looking, we're looking ahead, whether that's in our calendar, whether that's to the greener side of the street, and I think this is really a call for how do we remain present in where we are, in our ministry right now, in our work right now, in the in the thing that we are called to do right now. And it's it's just so easy to get distracted by that. And I think I do that too. You know, I'm in a period of time in my life where I'm going to live somewhere for just one year. But that one year I'm I'm still called to live out my vocation. I'm still called to be fully present here with the people that I'm ministering to now. I'm still called to study and to work and to learn more. And so I think there's that element of we have to pause and we can't always be looking forward. But this is a call for us to look inward, to be present, both physically, emotionally, mentally, so that we can ultimately do the work that we are called to do. Bye, Jackie. <clears throat> Thanks, Jackie. Yeah, really tying in, I think, the strands of the rest of that chapter, you know, mm-hmm. being present. And I think being present, I think what Jesus would say is being present in the conflict that like to be to be to be peaceful is to not be without is not to be without conflict, which is probably something we've said about this gospel before. But to be peaceful, to find like your groundedness and non-anxious kind of presence in the midst of conflict for the sake of like deepening and deepening in relationship. Cause my experience, especially recently, I've just like had some recent experiences of conflict and kind of like lingering resentments and how like the conflicts are seem like, I, f- I feel like culturally we go about thinking about conflict as if it's a bad thing. And I've experienced it as really being like an invitation to deeper relationship when you're able to just really engage with it, you know, like engage with the person you're in conflict with and that what is required of us is presence to that person and like presence and listening and hearing what they're saying and being able to like being like kind of this kind of like non-defensive, non-anxious person and, and absorb what's, what we're hearing and then, you know, speak our truth back. And that something new like emerges kind of incrementally in that. So mm-hmm. who's next? Another all-star, Mary Lynn Colson. Oh, yay. One of our favorites. My personal favorite. As it should be. Hi, this is Mary Lynn Colson calling from St. Andrews, Pacific Beach. Um, congratulations on 250 episodes of an amazing podcast. Um, I'm grateful for faith to go for many reasons, but I wanted to share my point for the gospel this week. 
And this is the gospel where Jesus says, I came to bring fire to the earth. Um, I have a baptism with which to be baptized. Um, and this kind of fiery text of Jesus saying, like, I came to bring division. And I love this story. I love this um, text from Jesus because I think we it challenges our idea of who Jesus is as this, like, um, Jesus is my friend kind of idea that Jesus would, like, really kind and going around being gentle. And I think he did have a gentleness, but he also had this part of his ministry and his personality and his um, giftedness from God, I think, that, like, had this anger and this, like, ability to bring out um, truth that was hard and painful. So I've recently been reading the book See No Stranger by Valerie Kaur. And um, in it, she is talking about um, she her she's from the Sikh faith and they have um this idea of a warrior sage um that these the idea in Sikhism is to to be the warrior sage to be the one who has both the warrior part that fights for those who are um hurt and those who are being oppressed so the warrior piece and the sage which is like the one who's wise and listens and you know sits deep in silence, um, and that those two go together. So it's helped me recently think about Jesus as a warrior sage in the way um, the Sikh um, tradition talks about that in this little amount that I under- that I know of it. Um, so I see Jesus, I see this warrior sage aspect of Jesus um, in this story from the gospel, and um, thanks for doing Faith to Go. Bye. I love it. And- warrior sage. And it made me think about the fact, because when I was formulating a point for today, even though we're just reflecting on others, one of the things I was thinking about is that this whole thing starts with the fire Mm -hmm. and that fire is a needed element. Um, Like, especially like if you visit a national park, you always hear about the important role of fire, Um, like in Sequoia, for example, that this if there isn't fire to clear all the underbrush, the trees can't get through it Mm -hmm. to grow into giant sequoias. And I was thinking about that in relationship to this gospel. And I hear that in Mary Lynn's point, too. Right. That like it's that duality of Jesus, that Jesus can be a compassionate guide, a miracle worker and all of those things. And also the difficult truth teller. Um, I love that. Yeah. And we see that duality evident in other symbols of baptism, right? Like mm-hmm. water, for example, as uh, a life giving force, but also, you know, death giving mm-hmm. in that you need it to survive. Right. But it's so powerful. It can overwhelm you. And um, water is often associated with like the womb and like giving birth and all of that. But of course, a new life in baptism, but death. And, you know, and Paul writes about death um, in baptism. So it's this like both and right. This life giving thing and, and destruction. So mm-hmm. um, and then the spirit has mm-hmm. a fun way of doing that, too. Yeah. I also had the image of like the in, like in a in like a instead of like water as like uh, when you're boiling water, you have fire underneath it. It's like, f- mm. like fire and heat create like movement, you know, dynamism, mm-hmm. like in chemical reactions, water is like, or heat is like a catalyst. You know, it's like the thing you add to something to create something new, to make movement, to loosen things up. So I like that idea too, that like Jesus is being like, I'm here to bring division, not for the sake of division, but for the sake of loosening up the things mm-hmm. that are stuck, you know, like, like I divide these two, these three people and these two people so that they can actually talk to one another mm. 
and learn something about one another and not just pretend that everyone's okay, you know? Well, that's some truth telling right there. Yeah, Yeah, right. Because it says something about the fact that these are family bonds he's speaking of, you know? It's not just like best buddy and stuff. It's like people that were often inclined to just gloss over mm-hmm. the conflict we have with them. It's mm-hmm. like, well, that's my mom. Right. You know, like I have this major issue with her, but that's my mom. So I'm not going to confront her yeah. or, you know, you just want to make peace. Yeah. And it gets mm-hmm. just, and instead it's not peaceful. It's just like stuck. Individually destructive. Yeah. Like it eats at both people yeah. by themselves. You know. All right. So let's get to Hannah Wilder next. Another Faith to Go All-Star. Thanks, Hannah. Luke twelve forty nine through fifty six is probably one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. That that pericope, that passage, because it reminds us that Jesus didn't just come and tell everybody, "Oh, just be nice, just love everybody." You know, I think a lot of times in in church we've turned Jesus into this, you know, like just nice person who wants us to love everyone. But when you read this, when you read his words in Luke, you're like, "Oh, wow, holy cow." You know, and it's it's one of the harder passages of scripture to to understand and digest. And I'm not saying that I do, but I just like that it's reminding us that Jesus is um, hardcore. You know, he's here to like kick up some dust to challenge the authorities, to challenge the structures that are oppressing people. And he's not kidding. He's serious. And I mean, ultimately, he was killed for this message. So it, he it, he wasn't killed because he was just a nice guy. So I love. Luke 12. I think it's awesome. There you go. Kick up the dust. Mm-hmm. That's what we were just talking about. Uh, all right. Well, next next is Daniel McMillan, Reverend Daniel McMillan, who's actually in the other room right now. Right. Mm-hmm. We could wave at him. We could tell him that we agree with his point and then have him look confused like, huh? <laughs> Good idea. That thing you sent in like a month ago. Right. <laughs> Here's Daniel. Hello. This is the Reverend Daniel McMillan, and I'm responding to the Luke 12 uh, verses 49 through 56. And I I'm, I wrote, This reading in the Gospel of Luke seems divisive, but the point and what I think the overall context seems to be saying is that as followers of Jesus, we will sometimes be at odds with the ones that are closest to us. And this is ironic, but true. Just look at Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Easter dinner tables Mm. and the wide variety and diversity of opinions that those gatherings inspire. Through this passage in Luke, Jesus' followers are instilled with a realism that sometimes feels and looks tragic and grave because what ultimately concerns us is so often not aligned with Jesus' love. However, if we claim to be one of his practitioners, we must, as hard as this is, be able to hold out the olive branch to those who are misguided. And we need to call out to the Spirit, as God would have us, for help before engaging in these acts of selfless love. Um, Thank you, Daniel. I was just thinking, like, I love this idea that um, I had this image image in my head of, like, the idea is, like, like the kingdom of heaven, the like unity and interconnectedness of the kingdom of heaven as like a communal salvific reality does not also mean that everyone is exactly the same. Like it doesn't take away our differences from one another. And so I love this idea that maybe like even in the kingdom of heaven, we can disagree 
mm-hmm. but the disagreements don't have to lead to suffering. And I think that's really the, the issue at hand is like the ways that we hurt one another when we are not agreeing with one another instead of like being present, like Jackie was saying and being able to hear and like grow from our differences. Instead, we like hate one another because mm-hmm. of our differences <laughs> and those aren't the same thing, you know, we're so uncomfortable with like nuance and, um, in betweenness, right? Mm-hmm. I think human, we'd rather be like boiling with hate towards someone we disagree with than sit in that uncomfortable mm-hmm. gray of, um, and that discomfort of, of not agreeing with someone, but choosing to love them anyway. I think that gray just messes with the human brain. We just, we want it black or white. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, I think that's a really good point when mm-hmm. we're called to sit in that, that space of you are beloved and wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like difference. The problem isn't difference. No. The problem even isn't division. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like our inability to be with one another across divisions and across mm-hmm. differences. And those differences being like uh, characteristic of like indicative of who you are as a whole person. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. we're judging the whole person for this this thing. All right, one more. Let's do it. Heather Lawrence. Oh, I'm excited. Welcome back. Hey, Face to Go team. This is Heather Lawrence. Um, leaving you my thoughts on this gospel from Luke. I think, you know, I've heard more people talk about how divided the world is now than ever before in my life. Um, and people who've lived much longer than me saying the same thing in their lives. And to me, this gospel gives hope in the midst of a world that seems to not be able to agree on anything. I think this gives perspective that it's part of the greater, the greater salvation, the greater good, the peace and the kingdom of God reigning. And when Jesus gives us a heads up that Mm -hmm. it's coming and he says, look, don't be caught off guard. People are going to keep fighting about what the nature of reality is. I think this is an opportunity for us to, to hope, to see the place that this takes in the larger whole of things. That's what I got. But I'm really grateful for Faith to Go. And actually, I'm supposed to preach on this passage in a couple of weeks. And I looked at it and I said, wow, I can't wait to see what Faith to Go puts out because every time I feel baffled by a gospel text, I get to listen to my friends and some people that are not yet friends bring out these incredible personal truths from the text. And that is irreplaceable. So I'm very grateful for the the community that you provide in this podcast every week as we engage with ancient scriptures that um, are meant to be read together. So thank you for everything you've done. I love that reflection from her because I think that reading a passage like this, it's very easy to get caught up in the violence of the language in it. You know, division is a, is a violent word in and of itself, things torn apart and separated. But to read it in a way that allows for the hope that comes in it, that's not someplace I got to with it, for sure. And it's one of the things that I love about Faith to Go. And a little behind-the-scenes 
thing to talk about too is one of the things that we do on Faith to Go every time we record with a guest is before we start recording, we sit and we talk about our points. Um, and that way, if a guest has picked something as a point that either David or I have, we have to switch our point, right? So that that can happen. Well, David, we just had five points and none of them crossed over. <laughs> they were all different. Yeah. Right. Um, and I love the Holy Spirit in that. Like, I know we already had our God sightings, but I was just thinking about it as we were listening to Heather's the fifth and final point for this week. And I was thinking about how amazing and fun that is that with five different points, five different ways to talk about or think about this week's gospel, um, that there was no crossover. Yeah, they really enrich each other as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love Heather's. I love what Heather said. And I, I love this idea that like Jesus is saying, hey, these these things are going to happen. I came to do this. So when you're experiencing division and conflict, don't be like, oh, something's wrong. You can actually be like, oh, we're doing a good job. We're actually talking about the things we need to talk about. Because if there is no division, you're not, there's still probably oppression happening. You know, there's still probably injustice happening in the world. So if you're not talking about things that need to be talked about, then you're not creating division. And if you're not creating division, you're not doing the work. Yeah. of the kingdom you know so like it's almost like yeah there is so much hope in it because as jesus says read the signs if the sign if you see conflict that is a sign of the fact that we're going somewhere and if there's no conflict it means that we're stuck mm-hmm. uh, because we're all so different and we're so dynamic and we're always changing you know and so he's like if you're not changing anymore you've stopped trying <laughs> you've mm-hmm. stopped working yeah. you've stopped moving towards the kingdom of heaven so i love that so Thanks, everybody, for sharing your points. Uh, I'm not going to recap because there were five of them. Right. But we do have just a few kind of like general reflections for our 250th from some people, and then maybe we could add whatever we want then. Maybe we just listen to them all straight through, yeah. and then we add ours after okay. we've like cumulatively heard everything yeah, that's, that's said. Great. Let's do it. So first one is, let's go Jackie first. Here's Jackie again. When I think of the five years of faith to go, so much has changed in my personal life, in my relationship, in my vocation, in my relationship with my husband. And yet we are now back to some of those lectionary topics that we talked about on faith to go in that cycle of the lectionary, the cycle of reading the Bible over and over, the cycle of our traditions is something that is just so soothing, such balm for the soul. Um, and that's something that I think, you know, that's why I come back to Faith to Go and listen to the podcast and listen in. Um, you know, I need that inspiration sometimes too, but also that comfort of knowing that the lectionary, that the Bible, that people, you know, reading, opening their hearts and reading into the Bible is such something that gives back to our community in so many ways that helps deepen our faith that, I think it's um, it's just very soothing to think about. Here's Hannah Wilder. Hi, it's the Reverend Hannah Wilder, and one of my favorite memories of Faith to Go is when you used to do George Pan Venn diagram, and you would find fun facts that were true about both Japan, where the Reverend Jackie Pippin was living at the time, and she was one of the podcast hosts, and George, who was like three and a half months old, three three months old, right around in there. And it was really funny and random and just kicked everything off on the right foot. Um, from November 3rd, 2018, you guys said that George, like Japan, doesn't have an official language. 
because George is just making <laughs> sounds and baby noises and crying, but he didn't have an official language recognized by the government, and neither does Japan. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> we only had like five oh, minutes, yeah, maybe. We total. stopped doing it because we kind of ran. It out was of really things, difficult. So. Yeah, we can bring it back. It's All right. joyful. There's with, with Fritz in France. Fritz in France. No, that was a good idea. Fritz France with diet pants. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Kathy Wilder. Hello, face to go. This is Kathy Wilder. I've been a guest on the show a couple times, and in celebration of our 250th episode, I wanted to call and give a big congratulations to the magic makers that make this wonderful podcast happen, and to thank them for making uh, a spiritual life accessible for so many people. We're so lucky. Uh, to have uh, both Charlotte and David and all of those who have been a part of Faith to Go uh, to give us guidance and also uh, allow us to build our own paths. Thank you so much. And with that, I want to leave you a short blessing for this wonderful show. Life is short, and we have too little time to gladden the hearts of those who travel away with us. So be swift to love and make haste to be kind. I mean, the blessing of the divine mystery who is beyond our understanding, but who made us, who loves us, and who journeys alongside us, be among us and remain with us always. Mm. Thank you all, and can't wait for the next 250 episodes. Mm-hmm. Take care. Love that, Kathy Wilder. Thanks. All right, you guys. That was it. Mm. Oh. That was all the voicemails. Oh, man. So much has happened on the podcast. I am just thinking like uh, we started Maya and I did those first seven in the spring of 2017 over five years ago and my life was so different then it's crazy you literally introduced Mary Lynn like when the first time you referenced Mary Lynn you said my girlfriend did I yeah that's so funny so yeah so there you go Um, so now I have a four-year-old and a one and a half year old and like I've been, this is almost, we're coming up on our five-year anniversary in October. So yeah, so we would have been getting married that next October. So um, yeah, just amazing to be part of this thing and so thankful for all the people that have helped. And like I, going all the way back to when I, we really, the the very first podcast we ever did at St. Paul's was me and Robin Taylor, our, our children's mm-hmm. and families minister at the time. So shout out to Robin who... Uh, we who came up with the name Faith to Go and the idea for the original logo, the To Go box, and um, Heather Holiday, the the communications director at the time at St. Paul's, like, and just starting with them and all the people along the way that have made it what it is. It's it's like it isn't anything without like Heather said the community of people. Mm-hmm. Um, that faith to go is comprised of you know Mm -hmm. it's not just this podcast it's not just me and charlotte it's like this whole community of people that listens and helps and comes on and gives points and calls and emails and the like the lineage and the cloud of witnesses that 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 make up this this whole thing so i'm so thankful for everyone that's that's done it and for me i am like it's just such a it's such a joy to have an opportunity to talk about and reflect on the gospel every week because I don't work at a church. I'm, you know, not like the lead pastor or pre or, you know, main preacher at a, at a place, you know? So like without faith to go, I don't know if I would do that 
And so now I've gotten to do it almost every week for five years. Yeah. You know, so it's just such an incredible gift to me just from my own desire to engage with scripture in that way. And then to be able to do it and hear from other people and have these great discussions every week and then to do like the resources and to like do be doing, you know, like a lot of writing about the about scripture is like yeah. so wonderful for me. So I'm so thankful for it. So thankful for all the things that have happened in my life since we started. So thankful for you all and for everyone that's been on. So it's just an amazing, amazing journey. Mm. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, ditto. Um, so yeah, I was 17, she said again, you know. And a lot has changed since then. I, I graduated from state and like I've been in my role at St. Paul's for about, oh, today's my anniversary, my work anniversary actually. Really? Wow, yeah. Um, and just so much has changed as well. And I don't know, I mean, hopefully there'll be more but i don't know how many opportunities there are for young people as young as i was like 17 to be heard and given a platform in the way that i was and that meant a lot mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. uh, what i had to s okay yeah i'm crying uh, <laughs> um that what i had to say mattered um mm -hmm. and that it was respected and I just learned so much from David and his context <laughs> and uh, his insight and Jackie and Charlotte and um, yeah. And then, and diving into that each week and it being a point and not just being like a youth point, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. um, mm -hmm. but a point in and of itself. And I'm just really grateful for that opportunity. Um, so, yeah. Thanks, Faith to Go and David and Thank Charlotte you. and everybody. Thank you. And you were always like, as I've been listening back to these points, like it's just I'm always I've always been blown away by you. Mm -hmm. You're just an exceptional person Thanks. and such a joy to talk to, you know, and just a genuinely exceptional theological thinker. thinker. Yeah. Oh, I think you should put that in like your bio. Genuinely. Yeah exceptional theological thinker but like because david true me, yeah. like quote you like five out of five stars generally, yeah. you know. but it's true Thank everybody you. knows that about maya oh my gosh Stop it. so, so for me because i got invited to the party late david <laughs> invited me into this like rogue meeting i had no idea what was happening <laughs> it was him and dean penny and laura sheridan campbell and then I walked out of there like, oh, I'm now on faith to go. <laughs> this is wild. Yeah. Um, and I was super intimidated to start because I, I mean, oh, here's like the, the dirty underbelly. I had never listened to a podcast before. Any <laughs> like podcast? Any <laughs> never. But at that point, everybody what? had a podcast. Not even, Not even cereal? No. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> and so then I'm like, oh, I guess I better start listening to some podcasts. <laughs> not even. <laughs> I love that. This was not only your introduction to Faith to Go, just to podcasts yeah. in general. <laughs> yes. Well, but so, all right. So, that's great. True story. And I've told this like a million times over the course of my life. I think every youth that's been through my program has heard me say it, but that I always think of God as a shoulder tapper. Mm. And then in my life that I always feel like I'm sitting in some experience and as I'm sitting there in that experience, I feel like God's like, um, Charlotte, it, you, you're the one that they're looking for in this. You're the one that they're talking about in this and that that's very much how I feel God moving in my life. And so that was what happened in that moment. And so even though I had no skills, viable skills in the podcast world, <laughs> 
including having listened to one. I, in that moment, I felt like that that was the next thing that I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and fortunately, unfortunately for me, I guess I'm a good yes sayer. Um, Enneagram too. Mm-hmm. Um, right? Maya and I both, just <laughs> by the way. So, but there's that. But then the thing that I feel like for me that has been the greatest gift of all of this, other than David and Maya, my beloved colleagues and friends, um, is my willingness to wrestle with the gospel now. Um, instead of to just like name it as hard or wait for someone else to tell me that I really enjoy the push pull with what is in the gospel and like sometimes feeling like really inspired by it and other times really not wanting to talk about it Um, and getting to sit and talk about it with friends and colleagues is great but also I find myself loving to talk about it just in general, Mm -hmm. that it has really cracked open that part of my spirit life. Um, My willingness to wrestle with the gospel was born from being part of faith to go. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And I I think it's like, I just, I also just one last thing. It's just like love. Um, How many lay people we have on the podcast? Mm -hmm. The three of us sitting here are are not clergy people. And you don't just all the lay people listening and the clergy people as well. We love everyone and want everyone to know, like, you don't have to have gone to seminary. You don't have to be ordained to engage every week with the gospel, to have an idea about the gospel, to have a point, to see God moving in the world, to connect those things. And even to put all those things together and preach a sermon. Mm -hmm. Because frankly, if you if you talked about if you like spent time writing down your ministry context where you saw God and what your point was for the gospel that week, you it's could a sermon. Preach, you could preach that sermon <laughs> mm-hmm. in any church any Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everyone has the capacity and everything they are they have already everything they need to engage with the gospel every week deeply and in the midst of a community that wants to hear what they have to say. So and if you're feeling like you have co- need context, David provides it. Yeah. Done. That's what this is for. It's for everyone to feel like they have what they need already, you know, to talk mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. So uh, we would also always love to hear from you. Uh-huh. Any of your experiences of faith to go for the last uh, 250 episodes. Um, any of your God sightings, ministry context, points from the Gospels. You can get in contact with us. All the ways of getting in contact with us are listed in the description for this episode. We'd always love to hear from you every week. We give thanks to all of you for listening. Uh, We, you know, 250 more episodes would be great. So fun. Um, But we'll at least do one more. And that's That's next week. Um, We'll we'll talk about Proper 16. And until then, we say a thankful and grateful and peaceful farewell to everyone. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.